welcome to No Techno Babble, episode number 11. Seems like it's taking a little while to get to episode 11. Trying to keep them coming on a regular basis. But sometimes it's not always as easy to fit everything into your life and get all of these kind of things fitted in. But it's been a lot of fun so far recording these, even if I'm not sure if anybody's actually listening to them. I hope that somebody is listening to them and getting some value out of it. Now today what I want to talk about... After last week's chat about useless forms, which turned into a bit of a rant, is to go on to something that's been a little bit more in the news, a little bit more topical for this week. And so I thought it important that this was brought up at the right time while it's actually in the news. And that's the whole thing that's going on with Facebook ad scams that has been on the news of recent and this all relates to a chap that many people in the UK have probably heard of and may have heard of internationally as well, which is a guy called Martin Lewis. And Martin Lewis is famous for his money-saving expert. He picked up on the internet very, very early, I would imagine probably back in the late 1990s, if not early noughties, and had a forum going that helped people save money. It helped people avoid any kind of excess interest payments on credit cards, he told you what the best deals were to get on this and that, how to avoid using store cards so that you didn't rack up debt. His focus was to help people avoid the pitfalls and some of the trickery that's used throughout the world to try and take the hard-earned cash out of your back pocket. So Martin Lewis has got a very good reputation and he sold his money-saving expert website only in the last few years for a significant amount of money. I don't think he actually revealed how much money he sold it for, but I'm pretty sure it'd be in the millions. And he's quite a philanthropic guy too, so he's donated a substantial amount of the money that he made from the sale of that business and that website. He's donated that to charitable causes and he continues to, to do so. So this guy is very ethical. He's made his money. He's not about making billions and billions of pounds. He's put himself in a position now where he has a good life. And I think what he wants to do is continue to do good for other people while continuing to build his brand and reputation and continue to earn money for himself, which is which is a pretty good way to run a business, to be honest. So you can stand that everybody knows Martin Lewis is quite an ethical guy. Well, what happened recently was that Facebook and Martin Lewis have gone, was that Facebook and Martin Lewis have gone a bit head to head. And this was caused because many people out there who saw an opportunity to use Martin Lewis's face and name posted adverts on Facebook purporting that he was backing different sorts of deals. Several of the adverts, and you've probably seen Facebook adverts, they show up in your stream and there's usually a photograph on them or it's a small video that plays and then you click through to it and it will do something else. It'll either send a message or it'll click you through to a website. Well, in the case of these, most of these were click through to websites. You saw the advert, you click through. And the picture was usually Martin Lewis with somebody else famous. It might be on Good Morning in Britain with Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby, something like that. What you'd see is Martin there and he would be saying in a speech bubble or a bit of text underneath, yes, this is the best cryptocurrency to invest in ever. You need to get into it before everybody finds out. That kind of classic copywriting headline that you see, that kind of curiosity, it's baiting you to click on it. That's what clickbait is. It's baiting you to click on it like a fisherman baiting his hook with a worm. Clickbait adverts, they're there. They dangle something in front of you that looks like it's too good to be true. Now, what had been happening on Facebook is these adverts had been showing up and they were all purporting to be Martin Lewis. 
and then when you clicked through to them they went to some spurious website where they asked you to give money pay money buy something and of course what they were was a scam now martin lewis spotted these happening on facebook and reported the advert and said look take this advert down it's not me i don't do any adverts and that's a class thing that he says he says he doesn't do any adverts so if you see an advert with martin lewis on it you know it's not going to be a real advert because he didn't do adverts. And he told Facebook, take these adverts down. And he reported, and they t Facebook told him, report them via the app. So he did. And his team did. But the problem that came up was that Facebook were telling him he had to, re he had to report every individual advert as it's your advert as it appeared. Now, if you think about the size of Facebook and the millions and millions and millions of users and adverts that are placed on that site, there's no way in the world that Martin and his team, no matter how big his team got, could actually manage that in that sense. They need Facebook to be able to say, no, you can't put adverts on of people purporting to be other people. And this is where the issue came up. This is where this issue came up of trust and reputation. And it's something that's more important online than it's ever been offline. And the reason I say that, if you think back or if you can remember back, depending on how old you are, I certainly can, to the late 1980s or 1990s, if you saw something that was uh, was advertised on television or in print media, there were regulations, there are standard bodies, that, standard advertising authority that say whether an advert can say assertions, there are standard bodies, that standard advertising authority that say whether an advert can say a certain thing or not say a certain thing, and if an advert breaks those guidelines, then it's reported, it's taken down, and the, often the advertiser is fined. I.e., you can't lie about something. That's the whole purpose of that. It's so that people can't put adverts up that lie. Well, the advent of the internet age, and particularly the social media age with adverts, has completely finished that off. It doesn't work like that anymore. I can put a Facebook ad up today that says anything I want it to. Anything. And there's no one that will stop me. Not Facebook. Nobody. Because I can do this... I can place this advert from outside of the United Kingdom, so I don't fall under any UK jurisdiction in terms of the law. And I can take a photograph of anybody that I want, or a video clip of anybody that I want that I've taken online, and then I can overdub it with my own voice, or I can overput the words on in subtitles captions, and have it say anything I want. Anything I want. So I can take somebody who's got a very, very high standing and brand reputation, and then I can get them to say, oh, this is the super thing that happens. Imagine if I took some footage of one of my favorite guys I see on TV, Ed Stafford, and Ed Stafford is known for his, his wilderness survival techniques, his ability to come out and survive in places that most humans would and have no chance of doing. He's been naked and marooned on desert islands. He's come out of the most coldest parts of the world and survived overnight. The, the guy is tough. And he's got some fantastic survival skills. Now imagine if I then took a clip of Ed and he was purporting that this is the secret, this is the secret diet supplement that he takes that enables him to achieve the things that you see and do on television. And if you click through, you can have this too and you will be able to do the things that he does. Now that is dangerous stuff because it's got nothing to do with Ed Stafford. He's not got involved in it whatsoever. I've completely made it up. I've got my cheap diet supplement that I've bought online from China that purports to be endorsed by Ed Stafford and you pay for your cheap diet supplement and then I use this fake Facebook ad to direct you to my website where you buy my tablet which I ship out to you from somewhere else in the world so outside the EU I ship them to you 
and that's it and I start making the money or even if I'm more of a scammer I won't even bother to ship you the tablets I'll simply take the money and you'll never get the delivery I don't even bother to do it I just take your money off you so this is what's happening this is what's happened with Martin Lewis and he is the first one who's decided to take this legally up against Facebook and fight back against it let's roll back a little bit on this for those of you who may not understand why and how Facebook adverts and Instagram adverts and these kind of adverts work, you've probably noticed whenever you've been on Facebook, you'll see adverts in your feed. When you go on YouTube, you'll see adverts that play before the video you want to watch play. And of course, we understand in life that nothing comes for free. And this, and of course, we understand in life that nothing comes for free. And this is how these things are make money. They're called monetization. This is how YouTube and Facebook monetize what they do. But what's really interesting is how they actually target the adverts towards you and what Facebook have been doing and collecting for the last 15 years is everything you like, everything you click on, all the people that you're friends with, what they like. There is a computer in the background. Well, there's not just one computer. There is, there is the algorithm, as they call it. There's going to be a mass of computers that are looking at that information and working out what kind of person you are where you live, what your age is, how many kids you've got, what job you've got, where you travel, what you like, what you don't like. And it works out from that who you are. And then when I want to place an advert, I can go through the advert placement and say, who do I want to target? Well, I want to target people who live within 50 miles of Shropshire, who are between 40 and 50, who have got two children, who are girls, who are interested. That's the kind of stuff that you can do which means that targeting is very, very, very specific indeed. So you can really, really get in front of the people you want to get in front of. Now, I'm not using this podcast as any sort of way of saying that you should start doing Facebook adverts. There's nothing wrong with Facebook adverts, and Facebook adverts have got their place. What I'm trying to explain here is how powerful a Facebook advert can be in front of targeting the right person. So again, if we, if we roll back to my Ed Stafford analogy, and we want to, we want to target men, who are between the ages of 18 and 30, who are interested in fitness, gym, running, triathlon, Ironman, any of those kind of things. We're looking for people who are interested in fashion. So we're looking at people who may be slightly vain, because you can see what I'm trying to do here is I want to sell my diet supplement that will enable you to achieve a certain level of fitness or stamina or, or your ability to beat somebody at, at something to survive longer. I'm, I'm looking to appeal to your vanity, your ego, and therefore I can use Facebook to target those set because you're more likely to click on it because you're the kind of person that's doing it. It's no good in me taking my advert for my diet supplement and putting that in front of somebody who who the favorite thing they like to do and I'm going to be I'm going to stereotypical here but for the sake of argument it makes it makes sense whose favorite thing to do is hang out with four of their buddies at, in their student digs and to play on Twitch play some video games they probably smoke a weed and they like to eat some takeaway pizza and stuff and they're not the most healthy guys in the world in terms of going out and running and stuff like that. They don't do that. What they do is they sit and play video games. That's not going to be a great targeted advert to them. Now, I might be able to target something else to them. I might be able to target an advert that advertises, say, a fake toy or a fake figurine from the Avengers or some of the Marvel comics or DC or something like that that's a very rare toy or is something really geek and nerdy that they want. I could use that to fake an advert up and then I could use a fake picture of somebody else to fake that up. So are you getting the picture of what we're talking? So are you getting the picture of what we're talking about here? The times have changed. I can advertise anything on Facebook right now and it can say anything I want it to say and there's no really rules and regulations until somebody reports the advert. 
And if they do report the advert, I can just rerun another advert. And that's different to what it was like 20 years ago, 30 years ago. If I tried to put a, a, a bad advert on television or the radio or on a billboard, it might get on. It might get up and get broadcast. That happened. However, one person reports that advert and the advert has to be taken down or I will face legal action. And it's easy to get the legal action against me because you know who I am. I'm the person who placed it on the billboard. I'm the person who paid the bill to the television station. I am traceable. You're not traceable through Facebook. You're not traceable. And if you are traceable, I can be traced back to another country. So I can trace back to China or Russia or any other country that has no, that is out of the jurisdiction of the nation that I'm in. So the powers. So it's very easy to run your business, to run this kind of scam business from behind the scenes, whereas it wasn't 20, 30 years ago. You couldn't do that 20, 30 years ago. These adverts are exploiting people's trust that what you see is what you believe. And this, this spins back to what we've heard for the last few years about fake news. Fake news, as you might hear, said by Trump. Fake news, stuff that isn't real that's purported to be real. And there is a lot of it online. There is a lot of... You see a lot of the people post them and share them. Links to things that aren't real. They're clickbait again. They purport to be something in a headline. You click through to it and you find the website behind it, isn't it? You see tons of them online. The, the shocking secret this Telford mother did to earn millions. And you think, hang on a minute, Telford woman? That's ironic that this that this one woman who discovered the secret to millions and they realize you live near Telford and all it's doing is taking the details of your internet connection, your IP address, locating it to where you are and then sticking it into the fake advert that's in front of you in order to make it sound like you've got the luckiest day ever because you happen to live in the one place where it's dead easy for you to discover how to make millions overnight. This stuff is all dangerous. It's very risky because you can't tell what's fake and what's not fake. That's the problem. There's no way of looking at it at a glance and being able to tell what's real or not real. There's no humans checking this. It's all done by machines and computers, so there's no way of knowing. The only way you can actually know is whether you work it out for yourself and then somebody happens to or happens to report the advert. Now, if you're younger, and by younger I mean if you're probably under the age of 40, then this stuff might seem like it's bleeding obvious to you. And because you've grown up with it and you can see what a fake advert looks like and you know that this stuff isn't real. You know that person wouldn't say that. The problem comes when you're over the age of 40 and, and this isn't to dismiss because you're getting older. I'm 45. It's more about the fact that you're used to trust. As I've said, in the past, there was a lot of trust with adverts. Adverts were associated with trust. There were organizations that oversaw the reputation of adverts to make sure you weren't exploited. You kind of knew when you saw an advert that that advert was going to be genuine and that it was safe to believe what was said in that advert to an extent. Everybody knows the spin on marketing. Everybody knows in the car advert when they show you the car and then they put the price on the screen and the screen says 14995. You know that the car that's shown on the advert is not the 14995 car. That's the 18995 car with the air conditioning and the alloy wheels and the metallic paint and all the extras. Everybody knows that and there's a little asterisk that does that. The advert isn't lying to you because there's an asterisk that shows in the small print that this isn't the car that's depicted on the advert. It's a bit tricky but it's but the reality is that you can work out what's real and what's not real. This can't happen with the Facebook adverts. You've got no way of knowing it. But it's but the reality is that you can work out what's real and what's not real. This can't happen with the Facebook adverts. You've got no way of knowing it. And what are Facebook doing about it? 
Well, Facebook are a pretty iffy organisation, in my opinion. If there was ever going to be a real-life corporate that operates like corporates do in television shows, and I'm thinking, I'm harking here to Orange is the New Black, which I'm which I watched through with my partner. We're on to about season five now of Orange is the New Black. And in Orange is the New Black, there's a corporation called MCC that run the prison at one point. And they are almost lots of laughably ludicrous in their fake corporate mentality of profits over people. It's clearly meant to show how trying to put a for-profit organisation in charge of something like a prison system can backfire. And it's laughable in the level of the way the characters who operate for MCC operate. They have very little conscience. They only care about profits. They don't care about people. Facebook's the nearest to that kind of caricature, to be honest. They have a track record of getting into trouble because they don't care about data and privacy. Everybody knows this. There was the Cambridge Analytica data, leak, data leakage. There's been multiple things. They've been accused of influencing the elections. Facebook, take your money, and that's it. There's no other way around that with Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg is on a mission to, and it won't be about singly about the money, he's on a mission to create a wealth monster, to create a huge organisation that is globally the most powerful. And he probably wants to do that. He probably wants to be the most powerful person in the world financially. And do we know much about the ethics of that business? I'm not really sure. However, I'm not here to say that Facebook are or are not ethically the right kind of business. However, there's definitely some position to have a think about that. So what can we do to avoid being scammed by all these adverts? That's probably what it comes down to. What can you do to avoid you clicking on an advert that's not real? So I'm going to take through a few of the ways that I think will help you avoid Facebook scam ads and also help you share with other people who might be more vulnerable to this what a Facebook scam ad might look like and what a good thing to do is in order to check whether it's genuine or not genuine. And remember, anybody can make an ad and say anything they want to say in it. So always remember, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. And that's an absolute classic adage that all of us have heard all our life. If a deal's too good to be true, it probably is. And this could never be more true with an advert that's online. Everything about online has to be measured because you can say anything that you want to say. And it's really easy. We're always looking for a shortcut. We're looking for a good deal. We're looking to get an advantage that somebody else hasn't got. Just get a bargain. And that lures us into a false sense of security where we trust something that we shouldn't. We see an image that we're associated with trust, like Martin Lewis. And we click through and we get fooled and we lose money. What you are feeling that people call it, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Well, if you're not sure about it, you're probably right first time out. That part of us that makes a decision on something ahead of our, what you might say, your own personality. So the gut feeling is part of your brain that can make a decision faster than the part of the brain that you believe is you as an individual. Fascinating stuff when you dig into this, and there's multiple different ways of understanding it. My favorite is a book called The Chimp Paradox by Professor Stephen Peters, and he explains this very well. And he calls it our inner chimp, and it's a part of our brain that operates at a very, very fast speed to keep us alive. And it's been there for the thousands and thousands of years that we have lived as human beings, species, and we carry it on. It's our inner chimp, it's the part of us that kept us out of danger, that sussed opposition chimpanzees when we were primates it's that part of us that makes a gut decision and when you see something online and your gut decision is now nah, this isn't this isn't the real deal you want to follow that gut instinct 
Now that doesn't mean that you could immediately dismiss everything, that you could immediately dismiss everything that you see online and don't bother to do anything with it. What it says to you is, maybe I'll do some research. Maybe I'll dig up on this. Is this what I think it is? Does Martin Lewis do adverts? Ask questions. Don't assume straight away that what you're seeing is real. Click through and start putting your credit card details or PayPal and paying for something. Stop and think about it. Is it what it is? That's what your gut instinct's there for. It. That instinct is there to protect you. And although it was originally there to protect you in a physical sense, to seek out, to find physical danger in front of you and move yourself away from it or get ready to attack, whichever way it was that you as a, as a monkey were going to go, it still works online because it's going to protect you from loss. I think it will be the loss of financial loss rather than a physical loss. But the physical loss will follow the financial loss if the financial loss is big enough because it all follows on. So there's a real reason for why you feel these things. Right. Let's get into my top 10 ways to avoid the scam adverts. I know, but let's not do this. Let's do this, back. Let's do this the other way around. Let's do 10 down to 1. So I'm going to do top 10 ways to avoid scam adverts, 10 down to 1. Number 10. I mentioned this before, anyone can advertise online. It costs so little to do it. Never assume that an advert is an expensive or it means a real business. In the past, we made that assumption where there was an analogy between an advert meant expense and expense meant, well, it can't be a scammer because they wouldn't put the money into it. They've got to place the advert with an organization. Who are they gonna pay? They're gonna know who they are. All of these things, that's all out the window with online advertising. It's very, very easy to do this for very little money and to do it without revealing who you are. So don't make an assumption that because an advert's online, it is real. Number nine, adverts are not local anymore. Anybody can place an advert. Don't, again, think because the advert is there, it's a great, it's a British company, it's an English company, Scottish company, Welsh, whichever, Northern Irish. It doesn't mean that. It can totally put, which is where the advert dynamically looks at where you're looking at the advert from and then puts a word into it based on the region of where you are. For example, displaying something around the Telford, Shropshire region where I live. Be careful about this. Adverts can be placed from anywhere in the world. Again, you can't make an, it's an assumption it's a local business unless you can actually visit the address. Is there an address for this business? Does that address exist? Can you look that address up on, on Google Maps? Does it exist on company's house? Is there a company number for the limited company? These are all the things that you want to deal with if you're dealing with a reputable British business. Number eight, a very simple one. There's no get-rich-quick schemes ever. There aren't any get-rich-quick schemes ever. And recently people have said, yeah, but there was. There was because there was Bitcoin. Now, if you bought Bitcoin six, seven, eight years ago, it was extremely cheap. There's no doubt. It was cents per Bitcoin when it first came out. But if you look at that, why did loads of coin when it first came out? But if you look at that, why did loads of people not buy Bitcoin when it came out? because it could well have been a scam. No one knew what it really was, whether it was gonna take off or not take off. So the people who bought thousands and tens of thousands of Bitcoin when they came out were speculators. They were gambling. They were totally gambling. And some people, mate, smart people, predicted it would be huge in the future. And others probably just took a punt. And I know some people who bought Bitcoin when it was super cheap and then sold it when it reached like a dollar so they could go on holiday. And they sold like a thousand of them so that they could, get on, they could go on a skiing holiday or, or go traveling. And that you know they lost out on being multimillionaires, so there is no get-rich-quick schemes. Everything's a gamble. Bitcoin was a gamble. You took a gamble on losing your money. It could have gone nowhere. Remember that. There's no easy way in life to get rich quick. 
everything has got a cost associated in the best things in life are worth working at and they take time and effort to get the rewards for them and it's exactly the same with anything that you'll get fitness learn with anything that you'll get fitness learning to do something all of them take effort you're not going to get them for nothing number seven when you click on an advert make sure it takes you to the real website for the brand you click on now you might see them on instagram or facebook and they look like the real deal genuine advert for a car manufacturer a genuine advert for a clothing retailer for example well when you click through the advert when it takes you there have a look and see if the web page is the real web page and you do that by looking at the address bar in the top of google which is generally the best browsers to go to to go to google chrome and have a look and is it the real name and is it spelt with the real letters because it's dead easy to swap a zero for an O and a one for an L and that's what a lot of these criminals do. They make it look like it's the real address but it's not. Is it starting with the prefix HTTPS for secure websites? Does it have the padlock icon? Has it got a certificate? You can click on the certificate and show the certificate and the certificate name should match the business. Now I know that's getting a bit techy to do that, but it's not that hard to have a look at it and click on it and have a look. And you know what, you know, human beings are pretty clever things to get out. You can see that if the website purports to be Google and you click on the padlock and it says Google on the certificate, you, you know, this stuff's harder for the criminals to fake and they don't usually tend to bother to do it. And Google are a bit matter of interest, starting on a project right now that is going to use artificial intelligence to have a look at these addresses and look for when they're faked, when people have swapped out letters for numbers and so forth so this is going to get easier for you to protect it because soon in the future chrome is going to tell you if the website's a faked website because it swapped out a letter for a number so it's going to tell you so that's coming soon but it's not there yet check the website is it real take a little bit of time if you don't understand how any of this works you've got no idea what address bar is or anything like that this is the right time to try and ask a friend who does, somebody who knows a bit about IT. Ask them, ask a younger person, ask your children. You'd be amazed at what they know that you don't know. And they'll be able to guide you. And I'm telling you, you can do this. You can do this. I, because anyone who's of an older generation says, I can't do this. You can because you're programming 80s to record the bill. And if you could program a video recorder to record episodes of the bill while you were on a holiday in Magaluf in 1988, then you can do this. Okay, number six. Watch out for tactics that try and exploit FOMO. What's FOMO? FOMO is the fear of missing out. You'll see that sometimes it's abbreviated F-O-M-O, -O, fear of missing out. Is that advert saying something to you that makes you think, what if I don't go and do it, will there be some will I miss out on something? I see loads of them on YouTube where the person comes on and says, Hey, yeah, hey, you can skip this if you think you've got the best website already. That's tempting your brain, your inner chimp to go, what, do you, what, 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 what am I missing out on? What do you mean I've got the best website already? What, what, why? What, what are you trying to say, that I'm not worth it, listening to it? It's sneakily using a tactic that your inner chimp will pick up on and go, but what if we're going to miss, what if we miss out on the opportunity? And that comes back all the way back from when we were looking for food, when we, could, when we were looking for food, when we couldn't guarantee where our next meal came from in life. And we would take any opportunity. When food was there, we would go after food. If food was available, we'd eat the food. This is something that's stuck in our DNA, and it, and it works now as FOMO in life. And it affects us in a marketing sense of things, because what we will actually do is we'll think we're going to miss out on something. And that harks back from missing out on food. We're going to miss out on the opportunity to get some food. And food is the sustainability of life for us. And it's pulling that feeling for us. But if I don't get this, I won't live. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but psychologically, that's what's going on inside your brain. So this kind of stuff, you've got to be wary of. Be careful. If that advert is trying to push a button and make you feel like if you don't click through on this,
this advert, you're going to miss out and you'll regret it. Think twice. It's trying to manipulate you and that's where you've got to be careful. I'm not saying that advert won't be genuine because it's used in marketing a lot, that kind of tactic, and it can be genuinely used to get you in front of something that is going to add value to your life. However, be cautious about it because it might top 10 things to do to avoid getting scammed on Facebook ads and online ads, and we're at number five at the moment. And number five, I, I always I put it, is it too cheap? Is the thing you're looking at too cheap? Now, in my business in IT, you see a lot of things that are going for cheap. And a classic one that goes for cheap is Microsoft Office. You want to buy Microsoft Office and you type it into Google, Microsoft Office 2019, you want to buy a copy of Microsoft Office. You'll get adverts come up straight away that sell that product to you at £19. £19. Now, if you've got Microsoft's website, which really, if you're outside of working in the IT industry, if you're outside of dealing with the suppliers and distributors of the software in, in the industry, you won't know that you can't buy Microsoft Office really anywhere except from microsoft and from a distributor network it's about the only two places you can buy it you can say oh i can buy it on amazon you can buy it on amazon but on amazon it's sold through a third party and most of those third parties are selling illegal software so when you see microsoft office sold for 19 office sold for 19 pounds i know it's not genuine and i don't care who you are or what you say it's not genuine ever but it looks like a good deal doesn't it what that software costs how much normally for Microsoft? Over £200 and I can buy it here from Amazon for £19 through this Facebook. Click through, Amazon, £19. It's got to be legit. It's Amazon. But of course, it's not because Amazon are doing the same thing. They're not vetting everybody that sells a product through them until there's enough complaints about it. So what you've got here is a fake product that you're buying. Now, you might actually get a license key that could be activated, maybe. Pretty unlikely, though. Pretty unlikely because most of the stuff Microsoft does now is, di is digital download. And you have to put the key in to authenticate it online. And Microsoft are not going to authenticate a £19 product. It's not going to happen. So the chances are you're going to end up with some sort of key that's come from somewhere else. It might belong to a corporation. It might be what's called a volume license key that's distributed to a bigger business. Who knows? It may not even be a real key. But what I'm saying here is... It, who knows? It may not even be a real key. But what I'm saying here is... Is if, if it's too cheap, it's too cheap. And you see this all the time. If it's too cheap, it's too cheap and it won't be real. Be cautious. It might be the best Groupon deal ever in the world. And I know that Groupon do do occasions where they do certain things that are very expensive, very, very cheap. There are organisations like Groupon that do that kind of stuff. But, but the rule of thumb, be careful. Because if it's too cheap, it's probably a scam. Okay, down to number four. Can you get a good returns policy and customer service details on the website that you visited? This is a straightforward way of working out whether you buy anything legitimate. If it's a legitimate business and it's a UK-based business, they are going to have a returns policy and they're going to have a customer services department. They're going to have some way of you getting in touch with them and very, very likely if they are a shop online, they're going to publish that returns policy and those customer services and terms of services details on the website. They're going to publish their company's house number on there because they're going to be a page. If you go to Kimberly.com, if you go to our website and go right to the bottom of the page, you will see our company number, our registered company address. You'll see our GDPR policy. You'll see our privacy policy. You'll see our terms and conditions. Everything that you want is at the bottom of the page of our website. So it's very, very clear who you're dealing with, who James and I are, where we, you know, right down to the fact that you can find out if you do a bit of digging where we, where we live, you know. But I've got nothing to hide because... We're doing legitimate, genuine business. We want to help people, so we don't have anything to hide. And there's the key. If you can't find that information on a website, there's nothing there to tell you who they are, who these people are, where they're registered, what their policy of anything is, the chances are they don't have one and that they're going to be a scam. 
We're into the top three now. Top three things that you've got to do to make sure that you don't get scammed on Facebook ads. Number three, if the site takes you to a place to put your password or credit card in straight away, then don't do it. Stop right away. I'll say that one again. Right away. I'll say that one again. If the site takes you straight to a page that asks you for a password or a credit card, stop right away. That's a scam every time. Think about it. Visit any reputable online retailer. Visit any of the retail stores. Visit any of them. There is a process you go through. You find the object you want. You click on it. You put it in the basket. You, just, you deal with the delivery. You do not log in and create a password. You do not put your credit card in straight away. There is a whole process to go through. Be wary of that. That's the one. Don't put your password in for anything and don't put credit card details in straight away. It doesn't matter what it says on the page, how far down you've got to scroll. It's the best deal ever. It's only lasting 47 seconds and there's a timer. It's all BS. Don't do it. Number two, watch out if you received a message from a friend on Facebook or Messenger who recommended this site. You see a lot of this. What happened to who recommended this site? You see a lot of this. What happens is that you get a messenger message in Facebook or your friend shares it with you and it looks like they've directly shared it with you. They've said, hey Kyle, check out this website. It's really great. I got some really good deals. It'll always be written like that. And what it, they're looking to do is that your friend has probably been scammed themselves or is scammed onto liking something on Facebook that then said, oh, this app wants to approve access to XYZ. And therefore, the app has then got control of that person's Facebook to get to their contacts to send you the message without them knowing. And it dumps in some spuriously badly written text. Now, most of the time, the text that's in there is in poor pidgin English. It's in broken English. It's not very good. However, it won't last forever. The criminals will get good at this or they'll get AI and it'll be written in really good English. And you'll go, wow, oh, no, oh, my friends recommended this to me. That's, that's awesome. I'll have to have a look at this. You trust your friends so you trust the link. Watch out for it. It's called social engineering. It plays off the fact that we trust people that we know and care about. We trust them and then we don't validate because we trust. You have to be careful because your friend hasn't done this. They've been scammed or they've got a weak password and no two-factor authentication on their Facebook account. Someone's got control of it and then they've hit everybody up who's in their friends list and sent them all the same message and all they're looking for you is click on the link, go to the site and buy and they're just trying to take the money. So watch out for it. If your friend is telling you something is great and you should do it, why not get in touch with your friend and ask them why, what, what was great about it, ask them. You know what you'll find out then? You'll find out whether it's real because they'll tell you. If it if it if they say but it is great and you look at it and go it's a scam you can tell them it's a scam and say look you've been scammed you know you need to change your password have a look at your bank account has any money gone out of these things How, what did you do you can help your friends as well you can help educate them particularly if they've been hacked and their accounts been compromised so you can become really useful to them okay here it is here's the number one here's my number one thing to avoid Facebook scam ads and one thing you want to avoid. Does that advert ask you to install a player, a software, a codec, or something like that to view a video? Because a lot of these are video with the play button in the middle of it like YouTube does. And you click on that, and then suddenly you expect a video to play, but you can't play the video because it says, ah, oh, no, this format's not supported on your computer. And it says Windows or Mac, depending on your Mac or Windows. And you think, well, that's quite clever. Of course, it's dead easy to do that programmatically. And you then go, oh, okay, then I'll install this software so that I can view the video. Now, you install the software, and then the video plays, and the video probably will play for something legitimate. It will play something legitimate to you, 
because what the criminal wanted to do was get you to install the software the software didn't play the video what you've done is you've clicked on the play button to play the video before it plays the video which it could have played anyway it prompts you to install the software which you believe to be true you install the software that gets the software which you believe to be true you install the software that gets the criminal connected to your computer back somewhere at criminal headquarters bing another computer comes online and it's now controllable by the criminals network it then just skips past that and plays the video that it would have played anyway and the video is most likely to be the real video it'll be the real YouTube video it'll be the real video showing you whatever the funny is or the advert it'll be genuinely real and take you to the real website for the real company because the criminals don't care whether you got the real company and buy anything or not they're not interested in that you can buy something if you want to or if you don't want to buy what they're interested in is getting their software onto your computer and once they've got their software on your computer they can then start to do things like watch which websites you go to, record what keys you tap on your keyboard, listen to your microphone, record you from your video camera. And what they're looking to do is they're probably gonna wait for you to visit the kind of website where they want to steal things from you. That might be PayPal, Amazon, social media. What they're trying to do and how they're trying to target, or they may start using your machine for cryptocurrency mining. So they're using parts of your computer when it's on the internet to run a process that get, gets them money. So they're using your computer to make them money without you knowing it. So it's using power, electricity. It means your computer goes slower and you wonder why. It's because the criminals are using your computer plus hundreds of other thousand computers to make them money. So that's my number one, it's my number one tip. When you click on an advert, even if you click on a bad advert and it takes you through to a bad web page, do not install any software that it tells you to view a video because that's where you let the criminals in. Because some of these ones, when you click through, you're not gonna get scammed until you put your password and your credit card in and you buy something. But the ones that put on there about an advert and say you've got to click on this to play the video, that's the scam, the video software, because it's putting the criminals on your computer. Whew. There we go. It's quite a lot there in, in, in my top 10. And there's probably even more. I probably could have done a top 30, but it would get too much. You wouldn't take any value from it. <laughs> so, start out with Martin Lewis and the Facebook scam. We've been all the way through scam adverts, what they're about. Look, online advertising is here to stay, and it's a growth market, and it's brilliant. And when it's done the right way, it's a very, very helpful way for you to grow your business and for you to get products that you didn't know about. Social media is awesome, and I'm a big, big advocate of social media. I really, really like it, and I think it is bringing the world together and giving the opportunities. The internet is giving the opportunities for people whose voices couldn't be heard to be heard, and for anybody to be somebody. You don't need a lot of money to do it now. You can do it with a phone and an internet connection and a computer, which is a low-cost entry point to starting a business building a brand whatever you want to do in life it's brilliant it, it's the great enabler the internet is the enabler of people it's going to make the world a smaller place a closer place and it is going to leverage it is going to allow the smaller guy to become a bigger person or girl turn a phrase don't hold me up on this whole social justice warrior stuff i i'm a, i'm a, i'm an all right guy what you got to remember is the criminals will always be there in life criminals have been there since day dot they will always take advantage of stuff and you've got to watch out for them. Could Facebook do more about it? Yes. Are they going to? Probably not until they're legislated against. That's how big business operates. You will see this throughout history. You don't have to 
go back very far to see that big business will do whatever it wants to do in order to put profits over whatever it's happened in history i suggest if you go back if you're a younger person if you're under the age of 40 or you don't know a little bit of this interesting history go google go google about the ford pinto saga from the 1970s in which the ford motor company were found out to have manufactured a car with a very dangerously placed fuel tank in it that could cause people to die in a rear end collision and burn to death in the car and people did it was horrible ford knew about it did ford take action of it no what did ford do cover it up did they say that sales of cars were more important than people yeah they kind of did interesting stuff this is not a new phenomena it's not a new phenomena it's been around since year dot and it will always be around criminals will do what criminals do and they will try and take advantage of good honest people who trust others so be careful out there as they used to say on hill street blues be careful out there people i'm going to sign off now it's been i hopefully been an interesting podcast not necessarily too techie but talking about one aspect of technology and advertising and how we feel and the psychology of it if you found that interesting go back and listen to some of the other podcasts that i've recorded that would be fabulous if you want to find out what james and i get up to you can get on kimberly.com and see our website there you can find us both on linkedin James Kimberley and Carl Heath on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram as that technology guy. You'll find us on Twitter with Kimberley IT. We also do Brum Hour most Sundays, hashtag Brum Hour on Twitter as well. So we do quite a lot of the social medias and I've started playing around with the TikTok app as well recently to try and get down with the kids, but I'm gonna save that for another episode. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm gonna sign off now. I think grab myself a shower on this sunny morning before going off to see the client. So thank you very much and look forward to the next episode.